just playing mind games. Incoming transmission. Engage house party protocol. Mark 4, powering up. Mark 17, powering up. Mark 44, powering up. All suits are online. Welcome to House Party Protocol. Power of Suits, and welcome into another episode of House Party Protocol. My name is Will, and with me today, coming to us from way to the north of where I'm currently located. I don't think it's white there anymore, though. And that's the one and only Leland. What's happening, my guy? Not much. I'm uh, I, I'm I'm all hopped up and full of vim and vinegar. My my <laughs> Leafs finally made it to the second round after 19 years. Boston got beat out with their hubris, and now, uh, th- this is great. That I will say I'm yeah. glad for. Like I'm really glad Boston lost, and like I, the, of course. That that just makes me happy because uh, look, if you're a Boston Bruins fan listening to this, I'm sorry. Not the not sorry not. what I said, but like sorry in that like that your team lost in that way after having such a magical season. But yeah. Right? <laughs> but yeah. Oh no, I, I'm I'm taking the Schadenfreude with this one. I'm just I'm 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 soaking up the Boston tears right now. It's making I, me happy. I love it. Yeah, and uh, the Hurricanes, as of recording, won Game One of their series with the Devils. So Leland, there is a chance that the Leafs and the Hurricanes could play in the East Conference Finals. As long as you ignore history and trends and everything, yes, there is a chance. <laughs> hey, man, look, the, the Leafs look all right. You know, it's like they had a good year. And and look, 19 years worth of not making it out of the first round, all it takes is one year, and they've broken the streak. You, uh, you're you starting to sound like a Leafs fan. We'll tell ourselves whatever we need to, man. <laughs> this, is, this is fair. I'm not a Leafs fan at all. However, I think it'd be pretty fun if you and I, if if they make it, like before the game one of that series, we need to do a little friendly wager. Would you be interested in that? Sure, sure. It'd, it'd be like Rocky Four. You'd be Ivan Drago and I'd be Apollo Creed and we'll just go at it. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Why do I have got to be the bad guy? Do you remember that movie? Do you remember how that fight went down? <laughs> I do remember how that fight went down, but Ivan's still <laughs> the bad guy. <laughs> uh, but he won. <laughs> Touche. Touche, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, I obviously would hope the Canes would win, but uh, I think it'd be fun for us to kind of do something like maybe just something nonsensical and and fun, you know, maybe, and and maybe we turn it into something for the suits and for your community as well, kind of try to, you know, cross pollinate, if you will. I think that'd be kind of fun. There's a serious overlap in the suits and in my community, and you know that, right? Like, <laughs> I, do, I do know this. I do know this. Yeah, it's. I mean, I would say we're pretty simpatico at this point, and I'm okay with that. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, yeah. So, speaking of being simpatico, Leland, we have a lot to talk about. I'm back from vacation. It was incredible. I journeyed to the Holy Land. I got a new tattoo. If you want to see pictures of it, it's on our Discord there, and you can come and check that out. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm really not safe for work tab, right? Yeah, no, it's definitely a raisin that, under very special circumstances, turns into an eagle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm loving tonight. So, yeah, no, it's definitely not that. But uh, now, for those of you that are interested, you got to go find those pictures. But uh, no, I'm I'm really excited. This means a lot to me to have gotten a tattoo over there, and then this tattoo specifically, and and what it means and everything. And it's one of those things where it's my eighth tattoo, and it's the first one that I've ever gotten that is visible when I'm wearing short sleeves. Like every other tattoo is on like my torso. And you can't see it. You wouldn't know I had tattoos. But now I'm officially like, I have a tattoo. That guy's got tattoos. You know what I mean? 
it's a nice looking tattoo. Very classy looking. Thank you. I appreciate that. My yeah. my wife's uncle is the original artist for the main body of it. And then me and the tattoo artist came up with the the, the lower portion of it. Yeah, no, it's 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 quite nice. It's that that is definitely what I'd consider a classy looking piece of art. Cool. Thanks. I appreciate that. But we're not here to talk about my tattoos and other than just look, my trip was amazing. If y'all want to know more about it, hit me up on the discords or on Facebook. I'll love to chit chat with you guys about it. Y'all want to hear about MCP and Leland classy looking art, I think is a really good segue into our first topic today. And we've gotten the official Asmodee shop page for the Cosmic Ghost Rider. And normally I wouldn't want to dwell too much on this, but there's some nuggets here that I really want to dive into. But I want to take a look at this model in more detail because we get kind of a better look at it than the obscured Adepticon photo. And let's let's take it from a, an art perspective. How do you feel about this model? Well, I, th I think based on the perspective uh, of the shot that they've showed us, uh, it's it's leaving it's leaving me with one gigantic blue ball, if you will, <laughs> um, based on the fact that there's the perspective is very odd uh, yeah. on this one because it, it, it looks like his his hand is outstretched holding a pistol or something. Uh, which really throws off the the overall look of the model, the proportions of it. It makes them look a little disjointed, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so I think it's it's a model that I think I really need to see uh, in person or get that 3D, uh, like that that 360 uh, view of it. Because right now this this is. I mean, this is this is GW levels of uh, photography here, where they they've broken out the potato phone, and I mean, it's a high res potato picture, but it's I think it's a potato picture. Yeah, y you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, this is one where that three D turnaround thing that comes out like the week models release now. I I understand completely how difficult of a thing to complete that is. But man, this model really needs a perspective change because I'm kind of with you in that it just looks off. There's mm -mm. something off here. The, the, the blue ball, as you so eloquently put it, <laughs> looks like I'm it's hollow. Tonight. Yeah, we're very classy here. Always on House Party Protocol. Classy is our middle name. It's House Party <laughs> Classy Protocol. Did you not get that? <laughs> it's uh it, it's french it's class -E. yeah for real uh, <laughs> so it looks like the big blue ball is like a weird like hollow thing like you'd see through it at one point which i think is weird like i feel like it should be kind of dark in there i don't know that's just me but like the chain is doing something super weird here the proportions like you said it's just it's all kind of odd and then there's the the one thing that like, I know this is probably not a take that everyone's going to have, but I'm going to have it. I wish he had the clear helmet, like the, the clear, like when you, when you first see Cosmic Ghost Rider in the comics, he's got like a, like a spaceman helmet on and it looks awesome. It's like a flaming Ghost Rider head inside of a space helmet. Yeah. I'm looking at that now. That's awesome. It's amazing. And I would have loved that. Yeah, like I feel like it's a huge missed opportunity, and we know that they can do clear plastic because of Zola. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I think the other thing that's really bothering me about it is um, those rings along his wrist. Yeah, they look a little bit too big. Yeah, I'm I'm getting some definite uh, uh, bangle glams from like the late '80s, early '90s with this. Uh, yeah. You know, I feel like he should have some big hair and some leg warmers on at the same time. This is true, but I will say that is uh, comic accurate because he does have those on in like the Marvel database picture and like they're pretty prominent in a lot of the pictures of of him. I definitely see that. They they just look a little bit more in proportion yeah. to the rest of his body on them. Yeah. Like whereas on the model, at least from this perspective, they look very big, yeah. very chunky, right? And that's exactly it is like. 
if they looked wispy and like thin, like in Cosmic Ghost Rider number one, like the cover art for Cosmic Ghost Rider number one, like that would be in line. But because like you said, I mean, and this is a limitation of the medium. And again, also the perspective, I think, because I think they might be a little thinner than we might be thinking. Possible. Yeah. And but, uh, yeah, that definitely goes back to what we were saying. We need to see that 360 uh, image of it. We need to see it on the table. Yeah. Yeah, because I think this is going to be a pretty dope model, ultimately. And he's clearly on a 65-millimeter base, so that's good news. So, yeah, I just I, I want to see a little better view of it, and I'm sure we'll get a painting stream with Dallas, which I think will be amazing, because I feel like this model, the studio paint job's incredible, but there's a lot of like creativity, I think, left on the table in this model that could get done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's there's definitely some cool stuff that we're gonna see come out. Yeah, uh, based uh, based on what the community does, I'm waiting for the first person to toss an LED in the oh, middle yeah. of that bulb. Oh, that and just have it light up with something. You know, our buddy Matt Sanders, one absolute. <clears throat> like I could see him doing that. Do it, Matt. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Do it, Matt. I know you're listening. Do it. Do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm excited to see this model and. We can see that the pack includes one Ghost Rider miniature, a base. That's also, like, it says one base specifically. That's how you know that it's a 65 mil base. One character stat card, three team tactics card, and a token sheet. Now, the description here. I want to read this description, and yeah, you can go read it, but I'll read it here too. Players will embrace the power cosmic with the cosmic Ghost Rider character pack. This standalone powerhouse is hell on the battlefield, clocking in with high mobility, diabolic character displacement, and good old-fashioned pistol play. Equipped with team tactics cards that boosts both himself and confirmed affiliation, apparently, Guardians of the Galaxy. This starstruck menace is ready to unleash the spirit of vengeance. So, first of all, Leland, the power cosmic. You know the original character that had the power cosmic in the comics, right? It's our uh, good friend, the Silver Surfer. It is our good friend, the Silver Surfer. You know who the Silver Surfer served in the comics? I believe the man that's rocking the mighty pink hat, that is Galactus. That's right. And do you know who Galactus fought kind of very prominently in the comic books? You know who that was? Alpha Flight? Yeah, definitely Alpha Flight. Get out of here with that nonsense. (laughs) Everybody knows it's Marvel's first family and the Fantastic Four, and we're resetting the clock till we get them. Reset the clock. (laughs) I love it. I'm just going to keep jabbing you. Just One day. Hey, so we are, look, I'm a little bit tired tonight, so there might be some tangents. I've been reading the Immortal Hulk run, and Alpha Flight features fairly prominently in that. I will have to check it out. And by fairly, I, I was very happy to see that they're coming back with uh, the Mutant run as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yep, so I... I think that this is going to be a cool model and like this description, like I don't know about you, but this description screams high threat. It'll be interesting. Cause I like, I'm not as familiar with the character. So I, I have a hard time envisioning him being more than current ghost rider. Um, but uh, he definitely, if he is in fact guardians affiliated, which it definitely sounds like, uh, it doesn't hurt them to have an in affiliation five yeah. at all. Yeah, I I agree with you there. And here's a question that I want to ask you, Leland, in terms of Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider, and now we have Frank Castle Ghost Rider, right? Like the two beings that embody the spirit of vengeance, or that the spirit of vengeance embodies, I guess you could say. Like those people affect and do things differently in the comics and whatnot. But do you think that there's any through line for the spirit of vengeance but that could be seen between these two characters? 
like when you when you're asking about a through line are you looking about like similarities in character design here or yeah yeah like do you think that that it's like that there's some stat line or some superpower that you could expect to see carried through rogue agent <laughs> yeah not even a rogue agent um honestly i i'm not i'm not sure like i said i'm not terribly up on cosmic ghost rider much less ghost rider uh, he's never really been a character that i've i've jived with same with uh punisher yeah but uh i mean if they want to stick with the theme and everything like that like i could definitely see some interesting aspects with uh maybe some sort of like hit and run style mechanics yeah. which would really help cosmic ghost rider differentiate himself from uh og ghost rider and it's something we've already seen with frank castle right like he's got what's the spec ops training yeah i think it's what it's called where he can like move back uh he can uh like advance back a yeah. little bit well he can i think he so, can just advance like i don't think he has to go away i think he can literally sorry, yeah. yeah just advance short yeah no sorry that 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 is right i just always move him back uh but maybe that's what we're we're gonna see is is instead of ghost rider which is all about you know getting into the position maybe cosmic ghost rider is going to have a little bit more he's going to walk up wacky with his chains and then have an ability to to get out of dodge type thing like maybe like a hit and run or maybe a um, uh uh oh like a parting shot style mechanic or something like that i don't know yeah but. i could see something like that being pretty cool i think <laughs> if there is a commonality between the two characters i think about the only thing we're going to see between Ghost Rider Johnny Blaze like we have right now and Cosmic Ghost Rider, it's the superpower Spirit of Vengeance because it's the same spirit of vengeance within both characters. So having each of them have that, I think, would just make sense. See you know? that. Yeah, it's uh, well, we might see a little bit more of a combat-focused Ghost Rider in this one as well as opposed to the more support one we see with... Uh, with the Johnny Blaze one. Yeah. Uh, which could also be an interesting uh, avenue for them to go down design-wise. Yeah, and I mean, high mobility, diabolic character displacement, like those two things right there sound like a different version of, like a very different thing because that's one thing that Ghost Rider currently in MCP does not have is big-time displacement outside of his highway to hell card mm -hmm. so yeah maybe maybe we'll see some uh some pushes on his attacks or something like that yeah that'd be gnarly that'd be so gnarly but i mean this is one of those models that like the model in and of itself doesn't speak to me at least based on this perspective i think it's cool don't get me wrong but like for whatever reason immortal hulk is just I I I am so excited to like start painting that model. I've just been too busy lately to get him going, but like I really want to paint and do a good job with Immortal Hulk. Whereas when I see uh Cosmic Ghost Rider here, I'm like, oh yeah, it's cool. But like I'm not like chomping at the bit to to get him on the paint table. Yeah, that's fair. Uh and again, I think that's more of a of a, a bit of a letdown from the particular photo that they shared yeah. with us as opposed yeah. to you know what we're actually going to see once he actually hit absolutely but in terms of the description i am stoked leland so i mean i'm not happy that guardians is going to be getting another piece that's potentially going to be a pain in my ass but <laughs> you know good 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 for them dude i i tell you what yeah guardians getting another piece and they are already pretty darn good i mean whew. Get ready to see a bunch of Guardians, people. Seriously. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited for him. And I am, I'm, I'm just, you know, I think the future's bright. And, and this guy definitely gets, gets the juices flowing, so they say. But, anyways, Leland, let's now change directions a little bit. And let's talk about, since I mentioned Immortal Hulk, the giveaway that we've been running here at House Party Protocol. So we have a, a giveaway that's been going on for a, basically a month, and it is for a Immortal Hulk and new MODOK or MODOK Scientist Supreme uh, out there. And we've got the comments ready to go. We've got all our bonus entries to everyone that sent messages with bonus entries. I know I wasn't super Johnny on the spot with getting back to y'all, but everybody's been counted. I 
greatly appreciate all of that. To the suits that are part of the patron program, and especially the Mark V patrons, thank y'all so much for your support in that way. Like, it means so much to me, and you guys got your bonus entries counted in here, too, and I'm just I'm just really excited to see uh, how this goes down. So, let's gonna hit the button here, and we're gonna get these giveaway winners done and just so y'all know there are 499 entries so almost 500 entries here and that's that's amazing that's that's incredible i think this might be that's, our biggest giveaway yet leland that is phenomenal that yeah, that, yeah that's awesome yeah, so this is incredible, and apparently I'm bad at math because once I actually hit the choose a winner button, it shows me the, the actual math because it says comments plus the extra entries. I said $4.99. I was wrong. It's $5.99, so yes, can confirm. Biggest giveaway we've had. This is amazing. Phenomenal, yeah. Yeah, I can't even believe it. So uh, our winner... Here is Robert Albertson, and he was pulled from one of our extra entries. So there you go. Listening to the show, sending in those code words, it gives you a chance. And so, Robert Albertson, you have won our giveaway. Thank you so much for your support and to all the suits out there that have been listening. Thank you all so much. I think what I might do is wait until Cosmic Ghost Rider is out and then do another giveaway with him because I think he's going to be pretty dope. So, yeah, but Robert Albertson, way to go, man. And uh, keep it right here. Suits for more giveaways and stuff like that. And, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Huzzah! Huzzah, exactly. And uh, now, since we talked about Immortal Hulk and... New doc. Leland, I kind of messed up a while back and I never went over the tactics cards that come in New Doc's box. Well, th that, that's okay. You were just, you weren't being a simpleton. You were just playing mind games. I was. You know what? I really was. I was hoping to zap a few people. <laughs> it, you know? it, it's okay i'll do it myself all right <laughs> right okay yeah so, <laughs> that's all i got that's all i got uh, so uh we're gonna go over those cards right now because i feel like that these cards really kind of tell the tale of modok and really both versions of him in a way and i feel like that especially one of them breathes new life into og modok in a way that i think is kind of fun so, here we are. First up, we're going to talk about Simpleton, I'll do it myself. Or should I, should I do MODOK voice? Go for it. Everyone has their own MODOK yeah. voice. Simpleton! Find yours. <laughs> I'll do it myself. How was that? It works. Uh, it's pretty bad. Uh, so, <laughs> so, anyways, it is an unaffiliated active tactics card if you have fewer vps than your opponent george tarleton may spend two power to play this card and that's worth noting there george tarleton so that means either version of modok can do this if you have fewer vps two power choose an allied character within range three of george tarleton that is holding or contesting an objective token. If the chosen character was holding an objective token, George Tarleton is now holding that objective token. If the chosen character was contesting an objective token, place George Tarleton within range one of that objective token. Not the character, mind you, the objective token. Then, the chosen character is KO'd. You immediately 
score one victory point. This card does not allow a character to hold more tokens than the crisis specifies. So for instance, if you're targeting someone who say has a scroll and George Tarleton has a scroll, that would not work. You'd still get the VP, but you would not be able to immediately gain the scroll token that that character had. So keep that in mind. But Leland, what is your initial thoughts on this? Uh, so the first thing I really like is I like that they're using his uh, alias George Tarl uh, Tarleton as opposed to Modoc. Uh, I would like to see more uh, tactics cards do that, especially since we're we seem to be moving into that design space where a lot of the tactics cards are more character specific as opposed to uh, affiliated or generic. So that's the first thing I really like. The second thing I really like, and somebody will have to correct me if I'm misreading this, but it is. Uh, contesting an objective token, so the, the second part of that, uh, my understanding is that even if you're within range one of, say, a hammer that's on the table, you are technically contesting it still. That is correct. You are contesting a token that is on the table, uh, and this does not specify whether the said contestation, that's a word, that's totally a word. Sure. The said contestation does not have to be a secure objective in this case. Right. So I that's the other part that I really like because it, it gives some really nice flexibility. We've seen a lot of other cards that deal with the objective tokens that usually like uh like drop the the keyword like asset or civilian or something like mm -hmm. that, right? Where it's it's kind of restrictive. I like that this is just simply is this an objective token? Are you contesting it or are you holding it? Yes to either of those. Okay, do your thing. Like, get your effect off. Yes. Now, my one question is, though, is that in the event of the holding an objective token and and you pick up one that has an effect where when you, when you pick it up, that's not going to be the same as interacting with it, I think, right? Uh, so let's see. Let's read it here. George Tarleton is now holding that objective token. So let's pull up an extract crisis I think a good example would be scrolls. So, pick up a scroll agent as an interact, can only hold one, then roll dice equal to the character's physical defense. If the result does not contain one or more crits or wilds, push the character short. So, I think the only time you do that is when you interact. So, like, I don't think something like mission objective doesn't trigger this. Yeah, that, that was my read on it as well. But, you know, sometimes I get a little excited with what I'm reading and, you know, I might miss something, <laughs> yeah. miss something simple like that. Look, I, and I think that that's a really good thing that could be misunderstood very easily, especially casually when you're playing this game at your store on your local game night. If you see something like that, for instance, even a, a like a spider infected or something i don't know spider infected is probably bad i think scrolls is probably the best example but uh the maybe even paranoia that's another one where it's it'd be easy to mess that up because again it says when a character picks up a disturbance if there is not another allied character within two suffer one damage i don't think modok suffering the damage here I really yeah, don't. I, I think I think if we're reading it correctly, it's it's the interaction that uh, that triggers it. Whereas yeah. in this case, it's just uh, moving from one person to another. Correct, correct. So that's one of those where if you have the rules forum, check that. Make sure that the the rules forum doesn't contradict what we're saying here. Now, one that I do think it would matter is on mutant extremists target U.S. senators. So, senators. A character holding a senator can make only one move action per turn. This is nothing about picking oh, yeah. up a senator. So, like, if you move with MODOK, then play Simpleton, you're done moving. Yeah. Uh, sa same deal with uh, Alien Ship. If you, mm -hmm. if you have that Kree Corps, uh, you're, you're still going to be beholden to it exploding at the end of the round. Absolutely. Absolutely. So... So that's one of those, I could see this complicating things, but I think that if, you've, if you kind of understand how the game flows and everything, then it, can, it makes more sense. 
So, Leland, I got to ask you a question about this card. What if a grunt is holding or contesting an objective? A grunt cannot be targeted by allied tactics cards. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah. I don't know about you, when I first read this card, I had that flash of like grunts and doing this and like, you know, I just, it was like a flash. Like I've just, you know, one split second of we just broke this game and thank God AMG thought of it. <laughs> now, a fun interaction that uh, I think it was somebody, you know, I think it might've been one of the suits that brought this up. Uh, a fun interaction here is that this is uh, almost a guaranteed way of pulling off, uh, what is it? Uh, two shall take their place. The that Hydra card, oh. where if you uh, if you kill a Hydra leader, then uh, you can select another Hydra or and Cabal leader, and you can have two leaderships active at once. Oh, oh yeah, we need to find that one. Uh, <laughs> because I, I'm, yeah, I'm blanking on what it's actually called. Is but. it? It's not endless legions, is it? Hang on. I'm no, no, no. I'm pretty sure it has something to do with like two uh, and two shall take their place or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh yeah, two more shall Cut rise. Off one head. Yeah, two more, two shall, more rise. shall rise. So this this there card, it's a Hydra reactive card. When an allied Hydra character with an active leadership ability is KO'd, another allied character may play this card. Just may play it. Choose two allied characters with Hydra or Cabal leaderships. Both chosen characters' leadership abilities become active. So what you would do, I think, and I say would do is because it's the cheapest way to do it, is you do this on Destrucker. And you pop Strucker, then you could have Master Skull and maybe Sin, or or you do it onto Sin... I guess no. It had to be Hydra character no. with an active leadership. Yeah. So yeah. So Strucker or um, uh, or Red Skull. Uh, Red Skull Master. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't think you would do it to your five threat character. However, if you are able to do this to someone like Strucker and then have Red Skull and like Malakith's leadership available. Well, I mean, at that point, you're playing nineteen threat with four characters, and that feels a little. Ooh, I don't but know. I bet I bet you um, could do it, and I bet it'd be pretty nice. I I don't know. I I like the idea of having uh, both Sin and uh, Red Skull Master of Hydra's leaderships active at the same time. Me too. I think that Sin definitely has been one of those characters that doesn't see the table very often for a myriad of reasons. But I think her leadership, when it works, is solid. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things where that'd be pretty cool. It's one of those, I think that's more of like in the jank territory, like the cute, not, not so much good, but super fun. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we're going to see any high end play on this one, but uh, yeah, you know, weirder things have happened. Uh, yeah. This is one where it's like, what I would want to do with this is just try to find the cheapest, easiest to destroy character that I could find. Like, like, this is something I would do to Wong. Easy. <laughs> you know what I mean? For Wong, target of deal with the devil, target of this. Like just... I know. But, like, that's a perfect thing for him. Like, cool, here, have some power. Okay, cool. Now now go stand on this objective. All right, now I got to gotta get just, you know, be within range three of Wong at some point with my MODOK, and, and there you go. Bob's your uncle. Or Bob. Well, it would be an interesting play with this one is to use Simpleton onto uh, an injured Ghost Rider who's about to meet his demise. Oh, my God. KO Ghost Rider, trigger deal with the devil. So, you know, Modoc now has the, the token or whatever, or he moves. Ghost Rider gets yeeted off the table, deal with the devil, eats Wong. Ghost Rider reappears where a healthy Wong was right on the back point. Oh, my gosh. I think it was, yeah, that's just out of control. <laughs> it, it's a Rube Goldberg machine, man. Like... It really is, and, like, it's so funny how it's real fun to, like, talk about these kind of things and theory craft these kind of things while we're sitting here doing this show, but it's, like, seeing that on the table in that moment, I would feel like that meme of just, like, the dude's head exploding into, like, God mode or whatever it is. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like... It's a big, big brain territory there. Seriously. I, it's like, look, I don't care if I win this game or not, I've won this game because I did that. 
you know, that's gnarly. And I think this is all joking aside and all jank aside. I think this card has a lot of value for Modok as a character, especially when you think about a character like maybe a bullseye or a Bob, right? Like these very cheap kind of one note characters like bullseye is a really strong two threat. Like he's, he's a good two threat character, but if he's sitting there on his injured side, he's not going to make it much longer. And he's standing on a point and Modok maybe took a little damage or something and, and is not in the best position. You could probably feel okay doing this, you know? Yeah, no, I think there's I think there's definitely situations where this is a really solid play. Uh, or you happen to be on a round where it's tied 15-15, or, well, I guess it wouldn't be working at 15-15 because you got to be below. But, uh, you know, maybe, maybe it gives you that extra point you need to push it to another round. Yeah. Um, or, or it gives you that extra point where it actually does give you the edge over them or you're, you're going to score just that enough points to be ahead of them. So maybe instead of tying them in, at the end of the round, now you're actually up one point. Yeah. Or, I mean, how many times have we seen a situation where you're sitting there at 15 points, right? You need you need one point. Like, that's a common thing. I mean, I'd say common. Like, it's, well, it's going to win you the it's game. It's not going to work. No, it's not going to work in this case. Because one of the triggers for this is that you have to have fewer VP than your opponent. So if you're at 15, that means uh, they're at 16 and they've won. Dang it. Well, I mean, you're right, and I'm wrong, and I hate it. That's <laughs> okay. I've been on the opposite end of this discussion yes. many, many part, times. Part of me, see, My I'm, kingpin is still invincible, all he right? Is, he is, yes. You, you have the most immortal kingpin in all of MCP, and I thought for a second, Leland, for a second that I had unlocked it, so thanks for taking that away from me. But with that being said... So you can't win the game right away like with a usurp. Like usurp would win you the game right away if you did it and you were, you know, got to 16. Let's use that as an example. So you can't win the game right away. However, what you can do is make your opponent have to say, do bad math, right? Like you say, okay, cool. Well, I'm going to score this many and my opponent's only going to be able to score this many, but they don't account for the fact that they you're going to get that one VP that can kind of sway the game in a certain way. For so. sure. I, uh, I actually just had a fever dream that I had to uh, confirm. I couldn't remember if uh, Fury Jr., if his leadership uh, relied on an enemy being KO'd by an enemy effect or, uh, or just being KO'd. Uh-huh. Uh, unfortunately, it is an enemy effect. Because uh-huh. I had this weird fever dream of like, you use Simpleton, you KO your uh, character, you gain a victory point. And you gain a victory point for Fury's leadership. Oh my gosh, that'd be bonkers. <laughs> it, it, it does not work, though. That's unfortunate. That's, I mean, it's fortunate. That's definitely fortunate. <laughs> so, I mentioned Bob a second ago, and this is one where I think that there's some fun little jank. It's, but how, you know, if this character does not have an activated token and would be KO... Oh no, see, here we go. I've already found the loophole as I started reading it. By having damage tokens placed on it. Yeah. Yeah, he would just be KO'd in this instance. Bob is super dead. Look, get that excessive violence off. He's only going to get one usually and then kill him. Who cares? He is a simpleton after all. He's Bob. He likes TGA Fridays. (laughs) We're all simpletons in comparison to MODOK. This is true. But I don't know. Let me ask you this, Leland. So we've kind of talked about this for a few minutes here and you know, waxed poetic about it. Does this card, if you are playing Modoc, see your roster? You know what? I think it might be worth being in the roster because uh, one VP is one VP, and we know how yeah. powerful VP outside of uh, uh, round end uh, can be. Uh, so yeah, no, I I like it. I just think it's going to be one of those cards that uh, if you play it at the wrong time, you know, it's really going to backfire and, and maybe and maybe hose you more than more than it helps you. Yeah, I I think it's one that it's a little bit big brain, but um bum, but it's I I think we are entering a world, Leland, where having 
these character specific tech cards and and building your roster in such a way where you're not overloading your roster with character specific tech cards is becoming important and this is a card that i think if you're playing modok makes a lot of sense i think it's definitely easy enough to slide into your 10 your 10 cards yeah and especially if you're playing somewhere where you're gonna have a bullseye a bob a rocket even potentially you know any of these kind of piddly little i say piddly none of these characters are piddly don't quote my piddliness uh but if you're playing those characters those two threat characters that do their thing and and they're only the one thing and there's a, a a moment that seems good to to play a card like this i could see this being something that really could help out certain squads yep yeah in the, in the right in the right moment it definitely co- it can come through and it can it can swing you know a turn a game uh or turn around or a game for you uh, I, I like it. I think it's definitely interesting. It definitely puts the fun in the, in his character. Yes. Uh, yes. I, and I think, like, if you want to talk about, like, a, a spot of synergy that I think could be interesting with it, if you're playing Kingpin Criminal Syndicate and there's an injured character sitting on a point, they look like they might be in danger, you have priority or or you're able to go and... You know, maybe that character's already activated and your opponent's like, okay, well, I don't have to worry about this guy. I'm going to focus on this other side of the table. Well, now Modok could potentially come in as a healthy character, kill that character, take their whatever objective they were holding, if they were holding one, and now Modok's closer into the action, counting as a healthy character. Stuff like that, I think, is where, where this card could make the most sense and stuff yeah i i think you actually also just touched on another interesting little thing um kill a character that hasn't activated yet you could potentially swing priority back into your favor exactly exactly and so you know especially again in criminal syndicate you're you've already got all according to plan and now you're like okay cool well i'm gonna kill somebody before they activate and now i'm getting objective tokens i'm scoring a victory point potentially or I am because you can only play this when you have fewer VPs than your opponent. So you can play a little looser of a style of game. It's one that I think if you're playing this card, taking it with this character, you just have to account for that. You have to account for the fact that you're, you might make a mistake when you play it, but it's going to potentially swing a game at the bare minimum. It's, it's two power for a victory point, right? Yeah. And and a diceless victory point at that. Yeah, I think just in general, it has value just for that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So the next one, Leland, I'm going to let you read this wall of text. Oh, okay. So we have mind games. Yeah, that, that's my terrible Murdoch that's, voice. No, that's way uh, better. It is, uh, it is unaffiliated. It's an active card. If George Tarleton is within range two of an enemy character, he may spend three power to play this card. Choose an enemy character within range two of George Tarleton. Divide the experiment tokens into two piles. Each pile must contain at least one experiment token. Flip all experiment tokens to their MODOK side and present both piles to the opposing player. The opposing player must choose one of the two piles and reveal all tokens within it. For each zap, represented by a damage token, revealed, the chosen character suffers one damage. For each sap, represented by a power token, as revealed, the chosen character loses one power and George Tarleton gains one power. If the reward, represented by a flag, is revealed, the opposing player gains one victory point. If the reward is not revealed, you gain two victory points. Wow. Okay, so that that's a wall. Let's break this down point by point. Okay. First of all, George Tarleton. So either version of Modoc can play this. Yes, please and thank you. That's amazing. Has to be within range two of an enemy character, a place he does not like being. 
and he has to spend three power. Both versions of Modok love having their power, but the payoff's pretty good here. So, has to be within range two. I like how they like talk about range two on this one twice. It's the trigger and then choose an enemy within range two. I think that's pretty great. So mm -hmm. it says divide the experiment tokens into two piles. So how many experiment tokens came with new doc? Uh, five, I believe. Five. Okay. So the pile has to have at least one token. Now, Mind Games is, this to me is one of the most fun tactics cards, Leland, that they've made in a long time. Just Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's a, lot, there's a lot of fun and spirit of the game infused in this one, and it's going to drive competitive players nuts. Yes. And as a sometimes competitive player, I'm super here for it. Because it's just ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. So, Leland, there's five tokens, like you said, two of the saps, which are the little red power tokens, and two of the zaps, which are the two little damage tokens, and one reward, which is a flag. So, with this and playing the mind games, like, to me, this is just, this is just fun. Like, do you leave... The flag as a single token on its own and then you stack up all all of these things you know what i mean or do you like do do two damages and the flag or two saps and the, like there's so many different ways to go with this yeah i i think it's definitely interesting and i mean there's people could write whole treaties on uh on how to actually run this one uh my my personal take on it I don't think I'm running it for the victory points. I think I'm running it more to potentially generate power or to, you know, if, if you, if you're looking at a character who has one stamina remaining on them to just hand them two piles, both with one damage in each Ooh, and yeah. basically just say, you know, pick your doom. Oh, see, I didn't even think about it like that. I'm over here. Like I want the victory points, but yeah, man. Yeah. I think you just unlocked it. Ooh, that's dangerous if my potato hot take unlocked it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like, that's a really cool way to, I think, look at it is say, all right, well, I don't want to do something that involves dice, so how do I guarantee taking this character out? Is that a throw, potentially? Is, is it some kind of displacement? Can I put them in a position where they're going to automatically be dying or bleeding? Whatever it is. But that's a really cool way to guarantee that you do the damage you need to do. And especially like if you're using MODOK and like, let's say you're using the OG MODOK and you roll your psionic blast dice and you leave them on one health, you gained some power and now you can be like, okay, cool. Get wrecked. I think that's super yep. fun. Yeah. And the way I kind of look at this is that if you happen to get the VP, awesome. Fantastic. That that's, you know, kudos for you uh but i don't think you play this card with the expectation of getting the vp i think you play this card with the expectation of saying hey i'm gonna ko or daze one of your characters maybe you're gonna get rewarded with a vp out of the deal or maybe i'm gonna daze ko your guy and get two vp yeah and let me ask you that leland do you feel like that outside of that scenario that this card is worth it or valuable I think it's a little bit too swingy. Uh, if there's one thing that I've learned from competitive gamers is a lot of the time they like to use mechanics that they can very much rely on. Mm -hmm. And this is one that they can't really rely on it, uh, especially when you consider that you have to be within range two of an enemy character, which means that you've probably already gone through a round or two. So you're not quite sure where the score is going to be sitting going into round three, round four. Mm -hmm. And you definitely don't want to put them into a position where, hey, if they happen to draw this one, they might get that game winning point that they need. Right. 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 And then that's another thing. If you're ahead on points and you play this card, you could potentially win the game right away. Like we were talking about with the other one that I made a mistake on. Now, if you, if you have if you have five power in play 
and do a simpleton into mind games and get you the two victory points. You go from, say you go from 14 to 15 off of simpleton Mm -hmm. and then you play mind games and you get lucky and it gives you the extra, the extra VP you need to just win the game outright. That'd be bananas. I, that would be, you're, you're putting a lot of eggs in one basket, but. I mean, look, I'm not going to lie. If I played more MODOK and Criminal Syndicate and stuff, that's a dragon I might try to chase. I think that's fair. I, I, hell, I might I might try to chase it a little bit myself. Oh, my gosh. You should totally do that on stream. Like, the entire intention on, uh, I said stream, on a video should be to try to get that to pull off. Kind of like one of those, um, the Fearful Symmetry. You know what I mean? Like just oh, trying to make that happen would be so awesome. Oh man, that's 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 the dream, the fearful symmetry. Going from one very lackluster character to another very lackluster character. <laughs> hey, he's got six stamina now. You how dare you besmirch the Parker name? I have no respect for Core Spidey. Oh man, yeah. I, I you know, Core Spidey, the much maligned, but just okay as Spider-Man in the game. He, he's the the merely adequate Spider-Man. He is, he is. But I, you know, he has his uses. I don't hate him, but that's a topic for another time. Mind games, though. I, I think you really summed it up, Leland, of like, if you get the VP, great. If you don't, great. As long as you're accomplishing something with it. And I think that's kind of the key to this card. If you're just going after a healthy character with this, uh, like just, you know, no damage on them or, or maybe even two damage on them and they still have three or four left. I don't really think that's the time unless you can somehow guarantee or, or if you're really confident that, that you're going to trick your opponent to get those extra VPs for yourself. I think how you described this is really the reason for this card, right? I, I think that's fair. Uh, and I, and I do think that there are some situations, some, some scenarios where this might actually come to play. Uh, like if you're playing any scenarios where the, the objective will cause damage to you during the cleanup phase, there could be something there, you know, you chip that last yeah. little bit of damage that maybe a mutant madman is then going to finish them off. Or, you know, maybe the, the cube fragments that they're holding will, will daze them, uh, in the cleanup phase or even KO them in the cleanup phase. Uh, so there, there are different uh, avenues to explore with this particular card. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. And now the million dollar question, does this card see the roster? If you're playing MODOK. If I'm just doing a pickup game, uh, and in, in my in my LGS, maybe I toss it in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm playing, if there's anything I'm playing for stakes, I don't know if it makes the roster for me. Yeah, I, I, I love the design of this card. Like I said, this is probably one of the most fun cards we've seen in quite some time. However, if I'm playing in a competitive event, I don't know if I could take the chance of giving my opponent free victory points. Right. Like, especially we we've seen how easily this game can swing one way to the other. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And another thing is like, if you're thinking about building a roster, right? Like you're, you're making a roster. So if you're playing, let's just go with criminals as an example, what does this replace? for you with criminal syndicate because you know i think a card like cruelty is really great i think a card like obviously all according to plan i think you could make a case for the um, shadow organization if you're playing certain certain way i think that can make a case and then obviously any of the other cards that are character specific cards that you might want Rhino and robbery. Like if you're playing criminals, you're probably playing Rhino. You probably have robbery, right? Fallback, great card, super useful. You're going to have your patch up or your indomitable or your brace for impact. 
So as you can see, as we go through this, you start to just whittle away at the potential space for not only mind games, but simpleton as well. And I think that that's where, especially as you lean into that competitive side of things, where does mind games fit in? I think that there's a way to play it competitively and you just have to like, just hope, I guess, right? And I think that could be fun. And it would potentially throw your opponent for a loop, which is super fun to do in a competitive environment. So I'm not sitting here trying to say don't play it competitively because I think that you could and it would still be super fun. But just you're, you're playing maybe, fire. Maybe approach it, uh, maybe approach it as uh, you're, you're building a deck of cards that it's designed to get you as many out-of-sequence VP as possible. So, you know, toss in, uh, toss in Simpleton, Mind Games, let's put in uh, a Usurp the Throne yeah. on Killmonger. And, uh, oh, let's, let's, let's go nuts. You want to go nuts? Let's go nuts. Uh, and grab a uh, Blood Red and Personal for Punisher. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so that's actually something I think could be kind of really weird and cool. And now I want to investigate this a little yeah. more in, in the idea of how many, like you said, out of turn vps can i make and if you do it in a weird way like it could happen right i mean it's gonna take some work to do it i i think we used most of the the out of uh sequence vps there the only one i could think of is maybe like terra genesis yeah um i can't think of any other ones that uh that uh, give you VP for the cards, at least not off the top of my head. Yeah, but with that though, I think uh, I I, th I think that being able to have, like you said, the especially usurp simpleton and this card, uh, that's potentially five victory points that don't really require objective play. That's a huge amount, potentially. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a uh, rounds this, worth of scoring. This might also be a good way of uh, putting an extra damage here. Uh, let's see here. Because it also doesn't say that it has to be Modok's active turn either, right? It Correct. just says he has to be within range two of an enemy character. Correct. So let's just say you're going into a usurp the churn. You toss a mind games down you add that extra little bit of damage onto it, and then it's Killmonger's activation, and mm -hmm. it just made his job a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and I think that's another way of, again, that I think that the trying to live that dream, that is something that I would love to try to do. And it sounds really fun, but I do think that criminal syndicate specifically with the way these characters are affiliated there. And again, MODOK scientist Supreme is a criminal's leader. So you could potentially have a four threat leader with your four threat killmonger and then have access to these cards to, like I said, get an entire rounds worth of scoring potentially in one go. And like you said, like, like if you're sitting there and you're at 10 VPs and your opponent's at 13 and they think they've got it in the bag, there's a real chance that you could swing that game, you know, right there. It'd, it'd be fun. It'd it be would be fun, fun as do. heck. It'd be fun as heck. And I, I know I'm sounding very serious right now because like it, that is definitely the exception, not the rule. But to be able to pull that off and to play the mind game of having access to that, I think could be kind of cute. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it'd be fun. I, I still don't see it in a competitive sense, at least not with everything as it stands at the moment, but Probably. you know, tossing it onto on to just uh, like a friendly game night sort of thing. I'd love to see it happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh I'm going to try this one. I might. I've been trying to play Midnight Suns a lot in preparation for a tournament I'm coming up to. I, I really want to play more Midnight Suns, so I've been doing that. And Immortal Hulk is just, 
I'm vibing with that character right now, Leland. You don't even know. You don't even know. He's he's very exciting in Midnight Suns. Yeah, I like him a lot. I'm just I'm really vibing hard with him. So been playing him a lot. And anyways, I might try this scheme, this mind game, if you will, in my matchup for the House Party Protocol League this week. I'm playing it uh, the afternoon that this episode releases, so make sure to tune in on streams, twitch.tv slash DarthBalls05. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there, there's that name that just denotes class and quality. Exactly. I mean, I am a man of culture, clearly. I sip my wine with my pinky out and stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll do that. That might be something I do because I think that'd be kind of fun. Anyways, Leland, anything else on mind games or simpleton before we call it at night? Uh, no, I I think I think it's good. I mean, it's it's getting late where I am, so yeah. And and I mean, you know, you've got to have your rest so you can will the Leafs to victory. Yes, yes, right. So much willing to victory <laughs> it takes a lot out of the fandom up there to will them to victory. I know, I know. The problem is, it's been so long since we've been here. We we actually we don't know what's going on now, right? <laughs> You're just in this total, you know, fantasy land of or magical Christmas land, as our friend Nate likes to say. Uh, and so you just don't know what to do with yourself. I get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, normally the Leafs are golfing by this time of year, and so this this is weird and scary. Weird and scary and fun, just like these tactics cards. So Leland, where can people find you? I can be found anywhere good battle reports are filmed and watched at Aegis Brand Studios on YouTube, Facebook, Discords, Reddit, everywhere, basically. Uh, I spend a lot of time lurking around in the House Party Protocol Discord. It is probably one of my favorite places away from home. Um, just very, very chill. Definitely worth the uh, definitely worth the Patreon uh, subscription. I, I have not once regretted it at all. Um, so, yeah. Well, I appreciate that, Leland. Yeah, you know, I, I got to say, I love the community that's been fostered over there in the House Party Protocol Discord. It is... Except for Schulze. He knows what he did. Yeah, he knows what he did. Yeah. I, I mean, look, just give him a bunny rabbit. He'll be cool for a little while. Uh, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's really an incredible community. And to the people that choose to support me in that way, I am so massively grateful it's it's been a roller coaster it's been so much fun and it and i can't wait to continue down this path down this journey i mean leland this game's been out for four years now <laughs> pretty much i mean we're coming up on the four-year anniversary i think and this show's been around literally since before the game even started so to see the level of support that it's it, we get and everything, it's just it it warms my heart, and I can't tell y'all how much I really appreciate that. So thank you so much. If you're interested in joining us over on Discord, you can check out the uh, Patreon page. It's Patreon.com/HousePartyProtocol. There's a link in the description for as little as a dollar a month, or like one, two, carry uh, twelve bucks a year. You can come and hang out with me, Leland. All the fun people over there, Nate, Merzane, Shadow Marble, you know, we have a great time, and it's always good. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's a general chat. We're talking about Shatterpoint every once in a while. We talk about roster construction. We're doing the House Party Protocol League right now. Just a whole host of stuff. It's really wonderful, and uh, if you don't want to do that, that's fine, too. If you just want to listen and have a great time with uh, us here whenever we record this show, then... That is super appreciated as well, and I know your time's valuable, so I hope I never waste it. And uh, even when we goof around, I hope we provide some entertainment and some in info, so infotainment all wrapped up into one. And yeah, one more time for the giveaway time, we have Robert Albertson, who has won this giveaway. I will be in touch with you via DM uh, Robert on Facebook so make sure to be on the lookout for that and thank you all so much for participating in the giveaway and I can't wait to do it again and uh, yeah 
send us emails, housepartyprotocolpod at gmail.com. Messages on Facebook. You can send me uh, messages on Discord. I'm at HPP underscore Will in most of the Discords out there, even some other podcast Discords. And uh, yeah, hit me up anytime you you want. But uh, yeah, just uh, hit me up and we'll have a great chat. I can't wait to uh, talk to you guys some more. And uh, yeah, with that, party on, Leland. Party on, Will. And power down suits. Suits.